across all of ESPN. We're kicking off the week on November 30th. We do it every year around the start of college basketball to honor our teammate Jim Valvano by supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research, the foundation that he announced in his unforgettable SB speech so many years ago. And Jim's message of don't give up, don't ever give up, means even more to us this year than ever before. We're seeing it hit especially close to home with our beloved teammate and cancer fundraising champion, Vic Vitale, and his recent cancer diagnosis. If you're able, join us today in supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research. You can give by going to v.org slash donate now. Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Monday afternoon. Joining us from Los Angeles, where he's just done NBA today and has a, a car to the airport coming in 35 minutes. So we got to be quick, Mark. <laughs> What's up, brother? We got to be efficient, not quick, efficient. I'm here. I'm <laughs> ready. Joining, joining us from Chicago is Jamal Collier. How's it going, Jamal? Good, man. I'm just trying to, you guys do the efficient stuff. I'm just going to play my role right here in the corner. And, and if the ball comes to me, I got it. Hit that three, man. There's a lot of guys make a lot of money in this league, hitting threes in the corner. Yeah. Um, so well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the league right now, but I, I, I got something that I, that has just caught my eye that I've got to, I just, I really want your guys' opinion on. So over the weekend, over the Thanksgiving holiday, we had two sets of courtside fans get ejected for stuff that they said to players uh, in Indiana. Um, there's two courtside fans who got ejected for um, what they said to LeBron. Um, I don't know for, uh, uh, for sure what was said, but reports are that it had to do with his family. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and then on Sunday in Memphis, uh, a fan got ejected because he was talking about uh, it just, the report from the Daily Memphian said the Kardashians. I don't know if I assume it was Khloe Kardashian, but talking about um, Tristan's longtime girlfriend. Um, I don't know if they're engaged or, but they have a child together. Um, and Spears, I just want to ask you, you've been around a long time. You're not that old, right? But you've been around a long time. Um, what do you think is appropriate and crosses the line for what can be said? Because LeBron was obviously put out and not happy at all with what was said to him. And um, considering the circumstances around it, I understand it. But, but what do you think is, uh, you know, where do you think the line is with the fans in today's situation? Brian, I, I think you covered the 2010 NBA Finals, correct? I did. Okay. And I don't know if you remember this or caught it, but when Lamar Odom, who was dating Khloe Kardashian at the time, was at the free throw line during some games in Boston, or at least one of the games, they started chanting Ugly Sister to Khloe about Khloe. And it, it, it wasn't anything like that the the security could do because there's too many there's too many there's people too many people like how do you yeah. pinpoint like in boston Ed, i mean if, if you a celtics celtic they got your back once you play for somebody else oh my goodness they don't care who you are they, they're gonna you know f- try to find something and it was sad they were chanting ugly sister after the game and lamar was uh you know asked about it and he, he, he didn't comment i got it and but I, I just think that you got to keep it to basketball. And there, there was a great guy named Robin Ficker in Washington who was hilarious. And he, he would oh, talk yeah. about 
stats, and he he might tell some funny stories about you, but it never was like personal. And I, I you know, I, I think anybody who was married or in a serious relationship can relate. Like, man, once you cross that line, you start talking about my lady at my job. Like, it's at they, it's at their job, right? Um, you should go, but if it's a group of people. Like, how do you stop that? Yeah, I, I you know, I don't know if it's uh, happening more. Obviously, uh, there was that fan in Atlanta last year, right when fans were being allowed back in with the limited courtside seating and uh, got kicked out again with LeBron, had the whole thing. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, with everything that comes back that pe- people are just being more emboldened or this is just the same. It's always been and there's two this in three days. So we talk about it more, but um i don't know jamal you know back when i used to sit courtside um i was always sort of impressed when some fans would come up with some creative uh creative uh heckling because they had done their had done their homework um and i i'm all for a creative heckle but lowest common denominator or or wishing ill on your family that's a rough one And and there's a there's a card at every seat in every arena, there's a, a, a flyer or a card or whatever that says that you can and can't do. Um, and, but it's, but it's, 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 it's become a thing right now in the league. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I I'm with you, man. I mean, it's just whack to me. Like there's so many like different creative chants or ways to, to go about it. And like, those things are fun, right? Like they're at same at, at Bulls games, especially we're right there course under the basket. And, yeah. um, you know, you just, you, like I, I look forward to that, right? When somebody says something that makes me chuckle or, or says something that's like, wow, you, you really did, like you said, did your homework on this. And, um, you know, there's this an obvious line across like an obvious line that people, people know what the line is, right? Like, you know, stuff that you wouldn't say to somebody's face, <laughs> you know, that you wouldn't go up to somebody and, and say, right. um, that you feel comfortable yelling from, from wherever that's away. It's just, it's just good- whack. That's actually a pretty good rule of thumb. If you wouldn't yeah. say it to the with the player when he was talking to you, like you might say, "Hey, man, you choked." You might say that to a player. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. not in the hallway stuff by yourself. Stuff your free throws up, yeah. Yeah, you might say that, or uh, you know, but I'll bet you, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, you know. But just we had the the stuff a couple of years ago with um, the guy throwing the water ball at Kyrie. Um, was that was that was that in Boston Spears? I think it was in Boston, right? and um, i'm trying to remember yeah it's just um i i'm not i'm not happy about the russell westbrook uh, stuff you know yeah well that's just not acceptable in any sense of the word but like yeah it's just i'm it's not a good trend it's just not a good trend and um you know i i and and, and they should appreciate the luxury of even being at games now Right. Like, I was in the bubble, man. I, I <laughs> it was friends and family crowd, you know, like literally uh, friends and family. You know, yeah. uh, this last weekend there was the college tournament at uh Disney Wide World of Sports, and um, it was the first time you know I'd seen a game there since um, obviously since the bubble. And it, I mean, clearly they didn't have the wraparound scoreboards and everything and the and the lighting, but it's almost unbelievable that looking at that in its normal setup, that that was the court that they played the finals on. Oh yeah. I didn't even, Brian, I saw that highlights the other day. I didn't even recognize the place. Right. Right. 
<laughs> Would you have PTSD if you went back to Disney World? I, you know like, what? I want to go back. I, you know what? I think I was one of the few people that wasn't cracking, you know, mentally. And, and I'm not going to put, you know, you my colleagues out there. But <laughs> I, I'm, and Brian, we talked about this before. I made a point to make my room uh, a good place to be in, in terms of things I love. Unfortunately, one of the things I love is wine. So I had a wine fridge and I had, a, right. uh, you know, I, I made my own coffee every day. I had my iPad so I could watch the local news. You, you and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. I had good coffee, too, you know, and I didn't charge nobody. Um <laughs> and I had and my mom even sent me like a toaster oven so I could warm up food better. And I was you see how much I fish oh. now. Like I, I made right. the best you of it. So yeah, I actually want to go back at some point and go to my room and just sit there and talk <laughs> to my room. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think days in that room. Yeah. I think hey, how, many, would... how many days are y'all there? I was there for 90. I think Malika was there for like 110. Yeah, she went early. I'll say this, late. Malika. Malika had the hookup now. She, oh, really? Oh man, she had the best room. I'm, I'm not going to put all her business out in the street. I'll let her tell you <laughs> when she's on the podcast. But let's just say I don't think anybody had a better uh, hookup there than Malika. How's that? Well, I saw. I remember seeing LeBron's room when he put some stuff on social well, not, media. Not compared to the players. Though, okay. Obviously. Okay. But, I understand. But like, I think I think Lisa Salters. I will say this. Lisa Salters, understandably so, had a suite, right? And then when she left, she gave it to Malika. So that was, that oh, was a I nice see. gift that uh, Lisa Salters gave her. I see. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, to, to, coming to modern day, <laughs> the modern day NBA, <laughs> um, we have a big game on Tuesday night in phoenix uh the suns are going for 17 in a row i think when when uh, they put this on the schedule they thought oh this is um you know two teams uh that are should be pretty good should be a pretty nice game for a tuesday night this was not a premier game because otherwise it would be actually you know what they're playing on christmas so maybe it was a premier game but yeah um so yeah. warrior suns suns are going for uh, their 17th consecutive win um which is just crazy um, the, the Warriors, uh, won Sunday in LA and that took them to 18 and two. So 18 and two golden state for 17 and three Phoenix, Phoenix was 16 wins in a row. I mean, the Warriors have won, what are they at? They won seven in a row in their most recent win streak. So, um, the Warriors are seven and one on the road, which is really impressive. They played more home games and road games. And actually this is a start. Phoenix has an interesting run here. Phoenix has played um, uh, the same amount of home and away games, but they've got 10 home games in December. Wow. So they, and they play, they play the, the Warriors three times. So um, that's, um, you know, they've got a chance to, to really, even if they lose this game to really keep it going. So I'm heading out to Phoenix uh, Tuesday morning to uh, go to this game. Um, and the thing is, I, I, I was doing something on, on Booker uh, that's going to run on ESPN.com on Tuesday on uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They have been just incredible in the clutch this season. Um, the, the Suns have had uh, nine games go into clutch situation, which is uh, less than five points in, in, in the last five minutes of the game. Nine times that's happened to the Suns. They've come out with the win, eight of those nine. Devin Booker is shooting 
3% from the field wow. in clutch situations, 60% on three pointers. Uh, but when I actually went back and really looked at the numbers, uh, or really not the numbers, but I went back and watched some of their clutch situations. I mean, cause, cause CP is shooting 67% in clutch situations, but as I'm watching it, what I'm, what I've seen is that Chris Paul is playing and making some of the best decisions uh, even even in his career of doing that, Spears, he's even playing at even a higher level at it. He's got a five to one assist to turnover ratio in clutch situations this year, and he's shooting ninety five percent at the line. Now this is pretty basic. This is hardly, you know, next level analysis. I agree, but it, 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 it one of my takeaways from watching how the Suns take care of business in these fourth quarters, Chris Paul makes his free throws. He goes to the line and makes his free throws, and there's there's no give. They, 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 they don't yield at all. And considering that these two have only been together 12 months, that that trade happened in mid to late November, 2020, watching them, to, watch them play together. It's like, they, it's like, I wouldn't say it's quite Draymond Steph, but you know, they're in the same ballpark Spears. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start. With thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can, even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or bike plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. For the ones who get it done, Ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I think, too, they got an extra chip on their shoulder because they kind of feel like people saw them as uh, a team that got to the finals from def- as a default. That they didn't really deserve it. It kind of just worked out that way due to injuries and to the Warriors and the Lakers, Clippers and whatnot. So I think if there was one thing that came good out of losing that finals is, one, they got the experience to playing on a high level, and then, two, they feel disrespected. So it kind of made their focus better, and, and I hate to say it, but uh, the Sarver nightmare um, probably helped them focus even even more because – uh, they haven't uh, lost since that news came out, and uh, which shows you how much their focus is and how much they're worried. They're not worried about that. They're worried about playing. And so I've been impressed with them. I talked to Chris Paul before training camp, and he, you know how Chris is, man. He kind of has that Michael Jordan chip on his shoulder, find something. And just a, yes. I think the lack oh, yes. of respect that, you know, sons have received since doing such amazing things. I mean, you you don't even like we don't even talk about them as if they were in the finals, really. Like, you know what I mean? We 
we still talked to them about them like they were just some decent team last year. I, I don't think they've gotten their flowers from last season, and I think it's something that has burned their their them mentally, and they're they're showing everybody that they are for real. Yeah, Jamal, that's why I think these. I mean, you're not going to say anything in just November or December. Uh, really proves anything, but the Suns have also played an easy schedule to this point. I think they played one of the easiest schedules. Um, so and, you know, and, and they've been a team that's been very fortunate with injuries. They they had the fewest missed games with injury last year, and this year DeAndre Ayton missed a couple of games with a leg injury, but they've been healthy this year, uh, especially relative to some of the other teams. I mean, look at Denver for crying out loud. Denver is, you know, decimated uh, right now, um, but. Uh, you know, but but you know they've they play the Warriors three times here, uh, including Christmas Day, uh, Jamal. So the Suns are going to get a chance to have some. They've already got you know sixteen in a row is a pretty big statement, but they've got some opportunity to make a statement in the league as to where they are. Yeah, um, you know I think like one of the things too, like them taking care of business against all the <clears throat> lesser competition, but like that's what good teams do, right? Like if they teams that aren't don't really shouldn't be on the floor with them, don't have the same amount of talent. Um, you just you beat those teams and you beat them pretty soundly. So I'm just really, I've been just really impressed with them. You know, I, I was skeptical as well with every, as everybody else was kind of coming off. And I think it's not just the finals run, but it's also like this team just came out of nowhere, right? Like I, I mean, from them to go from missing the playoffs and one of the worst teams in the league and then making that big of a jump, I think people naturally expect some kind of just like regression um, or some kind of like coming back to earth there. And I think even before the season, when I looked at, the conference and try to examine where this team was at like they just they do everything well like you know Chris Paul like you said in crunch time and running your offense there's a certain floor that you're always going to be at uh Devin Booker's been really impressive I'm really impressed of his shooting has even taken a jump from three he's up over 40 percent from three this year you know uh, what he was terrible the first like six five six games of the season so like yeah. even like maybe not maybe not quite a third but he he's shooting these numbers and he got off to a bad start shooting the ball too. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, everything about them is just a solid. They don't, they're not going to play a bad player. Like you said, they, uh, DeAndre Aiden goes out and, you know, all of a sudden Frank Comiskey looked like he couldn't even be on the floor at times in the finals last year. It's just, you know, filling in super well for them. So I, I, I really, uh, I'm just impressed and sort of bought in and this team being just a legit contender and just one of the best teams in the NBA. Like I don't really have any, any caveats, but I'm excited to see them against the Warriors a couple of times this month. Uh, just to to just because I think it's gonna be there's gonna be some fun games, um, and see how they stack up. But um, you know, I, I I think I I'm all the way there as far as this team and and thinking that they are you know, them and the Warriors as far as like the the two best teams in the conference right now. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors have been, <laughs> have been just tremendous. Um, you know, the thing about the Suns is Monty Williams is. Yeah. You know, we focus so much on offense. It's an offensive league at a lot of times, but Monty Williams has been, you know, really pounding away on the fact that they need to be a top 10 defensive team. And that, you know, if you talk to him about their, about their, um, you know, about their play so far, especially their play in, in the clutch situation, he'll bring up the defense that they're getting stops at the defensive end. And that's where they're going to be, you know, you know, really tested uh, because, you know, yeah, they are uh, a top set right now. They rank seventh in the league in offensive rating. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but they have to, to, 
do it defensively. And guess what? They are number three in the league defensively. Uh, and that's something that isn't getting talked about at all. And Mikhail Bridges is a reason for that. Um, Chris Paul is a reason for that. DeAndre Aiden is a reason for that. Jay Crowder is a reason for that. Um, they have a lot of guys who can get it done the defensive end. And like, before I looked that up, that they were third, if you'd asked me if they ranked higher offensively or defensively, I said, well, you know, offensively, I mean, you know, they've got some, some real gunners, but you know, the Warriors being, uh, you know, number, you know, they've been number one in, um, in defense all year. And right now they're number two to the jazz in offense, but you know, everybody says, Oh yeah. Warriors top three in both. Well, the Suns are top seven in both and Spears. That's the, that's the signature of a, of a, of a real contender. I mean, definitely no, obviously they've gotten some breaks, so it doesn't mean that they're not a worthy finals team and, and worthy again. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's going to be, um, it's good to see Chris Paul and, and staff play against each other again and it'd be meaningful. Right. Um, oh yeah. Seeing like the only, yeah. only thing I wish, I wish Clay was there. Obviously we, we wish Wiseman was there because I wanted to see how the size that the Warriors do have, you know, counters with Aiton and, and JaVale McGee. So we're, we're not going to get a total, I guess, evaluation of what Warriors sons is. Um, but these two games and, and then I, I guess, golly, they're going to play on Christmas. Like they're playing. Th- <laughs> do they <laughs> even crazy. play again after that? Like, do they play? Yeah. Again? I don't, I don't like, know. I don't know. I haven't looked it up, but yeah. So it's three times in like, th- in like three and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, hopefully there is a game later on where, cause I do think this trend of those guys being so great is going to continue where we could see them play with clay with Wiseman. I mean, like let's, as odd as Lakers fans don't want to hear this, you know, or Clippers fans, whatever, but there very well could be uh, a Suns Warriors conference finals. And I'd like to see both teams at full strength to see what that battle Royal truly looks like. Yeah. Well, Steph is is hot too, man. Steph is hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but even if you like, if if somebody still has the opinion, right, that Phoenix backed into the finals or were a bit of, you know, fortunate from circumstance last year like I mean a lot of those circumstances are still there right like Denver still got the injury kind of got injuries a mess there we're not sure what's going to happen with Kawhi and the Clippers uh the Lakers you know enough less, less said about them the better uh like you know they're they're sort of our right in position by just doing everything well and having those having that identity of knowing exactly what kind of team they have like uh in, in just good like a very good position to sort of do the same thing and, and get back uh, like you said, at least to the conference finals. I guess my only like question with them is I'm not sure if they're are they any better than last year. Like is this just sort of the same team continuing what they've been, or do you think that they've sort of even reached another level? Because um, I'm kind of going do, back. I do, I do like the McGee pickup. Yeah, he's been Get great. Some more size, and you know, um, there. I don't have their roster in front of me. I feel like they added a veteran guard. Well, so Landry Shamit. Yeah, is the guy yeah. That they traded for, and he's added had some more some shooting. Good yeah. 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 And then, you know, Cameron Payne has also been hurt and has come back. Um, but, you know, yeah, how they, you know, there's, it's just, there's sometimes where you just throw, you play great defense on Steph, Steph Curry, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, and yeah. I realize if you go back to that, you know, 15 to, to that 14 to 16 run, you can find some stats and some stretches of games where he is just absolutely 
white hot unconscious. But what he's been doing recently, I mean, he had a stretch where he had four games out of six where he made nine three pointers. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's nine. That's yeah. And you <laughs> know what? He's wasn't that the stat that like like other people in the league history, there's only like a yeah. handful of guys that have ever done it like three times he in their did career it, or something, right? He did it in two weeks. He did four in two yeah. weeks. And um, you know, and here's the thing, he's still shooting below what he shot last year. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people are like, oh my God, he's he's back. I'm like, guys, I don't even know if he's Yeah, if he left, totally, right? I don't know if he's totally hot yet. <laughs> well, you know, Brian, you know what is different with him is that he's playing great defense that he's yeah. taking the big matchups. And I, and I think a part of it is he bulked up, got stronger during the offseason. Um, and I think one thing that also helped him and Draymond is, although Draymond did play in the Olympics, like not playing in the bubble, uh, strike short in season, it gave him some rest that they both desperately needed, you know. And I remember Dale Curry once telling me that Steph – has played more postseason games than a regular season. Like he's, I think he's played over a hundred, right? So that he said, think about it. He's like, that's an extra season that my son has played. But yeah. now talk to talk to LeBron about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, LeBron can relate, right? Like, so now Steph, who has gotten his body some rest, has gotten his ankles some rest. And uh, knock on wood for him, you know, he, he seems like he's in a really, really good place physically so and is stronger, too. So he's listed and he has been listed for a really long time at 185 pounds. What do you think he actually is, Spears? Well, I want to be surprised if he's at 200 now. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, he definitely when you look back to even, you know, 15, 16 look at him today there's yeah. just no question there's just no question and my god go back and look at him at davidson to today oh yeah i mean it's i would i would just ballpark 30 pounds yeah every take uh yeah. more so um all right well that's going to be a good game um by the way the other finals team we talked about them a little bit last week but they've now won seven games in a row jamal um <clears throat> you're with them a lot you're practically at every home game you've been on the road with them um 
they've gotten healthier. Um, Spears uh, was part of the story that uh, they signed. They signed. They signed Boogie Cousins. Um, it was funny, Spears. You reported about how they did a workout in Vegas. Um, that's when you know, like you know, you may be out of the league, but when you can get the Bucks to come to Vegas to watch you work out, or maybe they wanted to come to Vegas. Yeah. Um, and the Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggets were there too. No, well, different. Uh, the Nuggets worked them out last week. I assume it was in Vegas as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they came to Vegas to work him out and um uh he signed that is an indication. Well, Jamal, is that an indication that Brooke Lopez is farther away than uh they hoped? That's, that's certainly how I'm taking it. I mean, he had started, I think, a week ago to at least like get back on the floor um and, and it seemed like do some basketball activities. But uh, you know, I think Giannis has had had so much on his plate just in general and especially earlier in the season without playing the five and without other guys and on the lineup that like, if you can start taking some of that pressure off him and, and some of the load off of him now, you know, why, why not do it? But I, I do think that that is an indication that Brooke is probably still at best, you know, we're talking a few weeks away. Yeah. Giannis at center is something though, man. I mean, I, oh, I know man. it's not, I mean, it, it's not something that you want to tax him with, but, um, and look, let's put it into perspective this winning streak. So they beat the Lakers who was healthy in that game. The game was in LA. Um, LeBron was out for that one. Right? Yeah, it was, it was in, in Milwaukee, uh, but LeBron was out. It was in Milwaukee. Uh, everybody. Right. Yeah. But the rest of the guys were there. Right. That was the start of that road trip. Okay. Uh, then they beat the thunder at home. Then they beat the magic twice. The magic came there for a two games stand. They beat them twice. Um, then they played the Pistons at home. Uh, and then they did play at Denver uh and that in indiana in a two game and they swept that yeah. no Denver, no Jokic, no yeah no Jokic, no porter no murray obviously so um and then they, they did pound the pacers uh, on sunday so look i mean it's not it's not exactly you know running the uh you know uh a gauntlet of what the suns are about to face with the warriors but still um considering that they were struggling a little bit and at one point i think uh, had fallen you know, two games under 500 or so. Um, the fact that they're getting their feet underneath them, uh, I think should be a bit of a uh, eye-opening thing for their Eastern Conference for sure. I mean, yeah, despite, you know, all of that, they were six and eight before this seven-game win streak. And you kind of look up today and they're a game and a half out of the one seed. Uh, their defense has been, they've been first in the league during this span. Uh, the seven game win streak and they're up to fifth in the league uh, over during the month of November. So it's like, once again, like the, it, just a, a reason to take your hands off the panic, a panic button with this team, right? Like when they've got Giannis, which also Giannis, Chris and Drew, when those guys have all started uh, in a game this season, they still haven't lost. Um, is that right? How many games uh, is that? I, I, I believe it's nine and no, um, they were, Yes, nine and zero. Well, that's um, a this whole, that's a good stat, Spears. <laughs> that's yeah. a good stat. <laughs> uh, and so that's just it, right? Like they still are sort of waiting to be maybe fully hold. You want to get Brooke back. You want to Dante DiVincenzo. I'm assuming is going to play at some point this season still. Uh, but you know, even with with having those three guys, uh, and like you said, it's not been the sort of competition that would really you know it's not not a great competition they've been playing, but. Once again, they've been taking care of those teams and the Bucks in the years past when they've been dominant. They just blow the doors off those teams. I mean, they were just very unkind to the Magic <laughs> in those two games that they came to Milwaukee for. Well, I'm I, one thing I've been impressed with with the Bucks is watching Giannis. 
he he's still doing what he worked for him in the finals, which is going in the post, using his size, getting easier buckets. He still shoots that occasional three, but he to me he's unstoppable when he's in the post. It's it's when he, you know, wants to go downhill and wants to shoot threes and wants to be a perimeter guy that I think he takes away his superpower and and makes it easier for you know, opponents to deal with him and take offensive charges. But right now, I think we're seeing that bull in the paint. And uh, I think, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And um, I hope for his sake, he continues to play that way. He's, he's also passing just extremely well. I think his, you know, his, his assist numbers have been right around career high or just it's about, about the same as last year um, on an average basis right now. But it just feels like he's making the right read. Um, again, early on, people were sending double teams at him when Chris and, and, uh, and Holiday and Milton weren't on the floor. But, uh, you know, I think just like he is just making the right pass every time. And if you can just if he can take another leap in that respect as well as a playmaker, um, you know, Grayson Allen just feels like it's just been wide open <laughs> every single time because, you know, people are obviously rushing to help on Giannis and Giannis can just find him perfectly in a corner. Like that is also just been an underratedly just very strong pickup move, pickup for them um, that you just have another shooter that is going to be able to knock down shots when people have to overcommit to them. Hey, I got to run guys. All right, Spears. Um, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Uh, sorry, we had a little bit abbreviated today, but we're glad that Spears could be here. Uh, thank you to Jamal. Thank you to Jackson, our producer. And we will be talking to you guys later this week. And thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thanks, Spears. Ben.